Hey everybody, this is Chad with I Want to Know, and uh, I brought my beautiful wife back, Nicole Ferguson, uh, my holistic nutrition consultant, my coach, my life partner, uh, the person who's getting me skinny. How's it going? <laughs> good, good, yeah. Again, Nicole bailed me out from... Uh, uh, hard spot. We had a guest that wasn't very comfortable with their stuff airing, so uh, Nicole decided last minute to come in and do a podcast. But she was like the third most favorite podcast so far since uh, since we started podcasting. So mm-hmm. there's a few people that stepped up ahead of you. So it's time to step your game up, lady. Yeah, well, that's okay. I really like talking about uh, stuff that we're going to talk about. So. Yeah, so we kind of had a plan, which we normally don't, but uh, tonight um, we're going to share some information about what me and my wife have been doing for the last 28 days, and that has been the uh, Simply for Life 28-Day Restorative Detox. So both of us, um, well, I'll I'll just talk about me and you can talk Mm -hmm. about you. Yeah. So at the beginning of this, I was about 203 pounds. I was sitting at about 26% body fat and a BMI of, I think it was 26 or 27. So that's technically obese, mm-hmm. um, although a lot of people it's said... overweight, yeah, I think, A lot still. of people said that I didn't look like I needed to lose weight, but it was over 40 pounds of fat on my body. And we need fat on our body. Mm-hmm. And so after 28 days of following this uh, plan, I dropped down to 180 pounds. So a 23-pound drop in 28 days. Mm-hmm. And I felt amazing. Mm-hmm. I had uh, two cheat days inside that 28 days. One of them where I went completely off the rails. Uh, Nicole had brought a treat home for the kids and I munched down. I, I don't know what kind of cookies were those. Oh, the lacy ones from Costco. Oh, they're from the devil. They're sort of like, <laughs> they're, they're sort of like score bars, but better than yeah, score bars. Yeah, and they're without- big. Like think about the palm of your hand and I ate like 14 or 15 yeah, of them. Yeah, so, they're hardcore sugar. Yeah, sure. that's all it was. It's it just was, cooked sugar. Yeah. That's what makes them. Um, so I did that. I had a couple of Costco dogs throughout the 28 days. Um, I think those were in my, oh, in my son's birthday. We had waffles and bacon, sausage. and That was uh, what he requested. And, and uh, eggs and birthday cake. Uh, not the eggs with the birthday cake, but that's where we're at. So maybe tell them where you started and, and yeah. then we'll dig in a little bit. Well, I br- I'm not going to share my numbers. Us ladies don't do that. But I uh, was actually at a weight that I had got to uh, by eating well. I dropped 25 pounds over the last... Well, a little while ago, and I've maintained it off. So I thought this was my set point. This is my where my body wants to be. So I didn't expect much weight loss from the detox because I really thought this was my weight. But anyways, uh, going forward, the first week it was a quite a, a five pound drop, and I was completely shocked. But knowing what I know about carbohydrate, I I could understand why, because we really positioned our carbs at the right time, so we weren't overdoing it. So that explained that, but then another few pounds came off on the next week, and another few pounds. So in total, I dropped 10 pounds, which isn't a lot, but when I thought I was plateauing or that was my weight, I didn't know I could go lower without some drastic measures. And this wasn't really drastic. It's uh, 28 days of uh, really being diligent with what we're eating. And yeah, life happens and then you have a, you go off track a little bit, but... Have a snack accident. Yes, you have a snack accident. They happen. So I... uh, just got back on course and that's what anyone should do when they're on a plan and go off plan. Don't say the wheels have come off and just give up, just get back on that horse. When you get a flat tire, you don't go flat in the other three. (laughs) Yeah. So we tend to do that sometimes. So, uh, what I liked about it was, uh, there was a fasting day involved and we offer this program to our clients and we can uh, adjust it to their needs. There's fasting, there's some modified fasting involved, so we can make it work. But what I tell people is to go into a fast fasting day with a positive mindset. Mm. The restorative detox isn't just 
um, food. It's a whole body. It's emotions. It's connecting with the earth. It's using uh, good quality body products and house cleaners. Like it's looking at the whole picture. Yeah. Because uh, um, I'm digressing a bit, and I'll get back to my results and how I felt physically, but. A lot of people wonder, why go on a detox? There's such a hoax. Our body is designed to right. detox naturally. We have glutathione and superoxide dismutase. I probably said that wrong, but SOD. We have our own uh, detoxifying. But what the body is come up against is assaults since the 1950s, That uh, since they've put canned food and processed food on the shelf and uh, canned and boxed uh, cake mixes and icings and stuff that people have been consuming, these have been passed on from mother to baby for... Uh, Generations. Yeah, so uh, there's been quite a toxic load building up, and when people are very sensitive to smells, and uh, there's just certain indications that you've hit your what's called a toxic load and uh, once the liver can't handle it and and neutralize it and get it out, it shuttles it off to fat cells, yeah. and that's where the toxins will get stored. So someone can actually grow more fat cells and be a larger body, and uh, it's not exactly what they're consuming as food and energy. It's the body is shuttling toxins. So... Yeah. There's uh, so we have some friends that are kind of working on stuff their own to to lose weight and get healthier and and one of them came to me today and uh, it's a coworker and he's like man I'm like lightheaded all the time and I'm feeling dizzy and I'm like you're probably just not eating enough food like when we were on this detox it was a tremendous amount of food but it was all clean and so like for me to get in everything and the only thing that i really changed was the the protein levels i moved from uh three to five ounces to um five to seven ounces with my proteins but i'm a bit of a bigger guy um, and i still had really good results doing that and and i needed the energy um i didn't do a ton of working out but i did some but he keeps telling me how dizzy he is and and um yeah, his diet is not going know. well and could be a bunch of things, but right off the bat, what I see them eat during the day, I'm like, dude, you're just not eating enough. Yeah. So uh, this had a tremendous amount of food in the, the, the I want to call it a diet. Well, it's a, a diet is a way to describe how you're eating, but it has a negative connotation yeah. for sure. But if you look at a Mediterranean diet or a, you know, it's just a style of eating. So our style of eating was very uh, nutrient dense. Yeah. So you don't have to, um, you don't actually eat a, need a lot of food, but it was enough food where I was never hungry. Right. I was never hungry. I had tons of energy. I'll, I'll tell you the one thing that really changed uh, throughout this was um, my emotional control during it, mm -hmm. that I felt emotionally better eating clean food than I do when, you know, you have your, go out with your buddies and eat wings and, and beers and whatever else. And then the day after that, you just don't feel emotionally the same way. But when I eat the clean food, like I feel strong and energetic and um, stable. Yeah, it's stable. It's our hormones. When you don't have, when you have control of your emotions and you don't have severe cravings and hunger, you, that's kind of an indication you're hormonally balanced. Yeah. So when you're feeling lightheaded or hangry, as they call it, yeah. hungry and angry, less uh, able to tolerate the world, uh, that's a sign of imbalance and uh, it's it can be corrected. And it's got a lot to do with blood sugar balancing because our hormones do a dance inside of us while we do whatever we want to do and our hormones will try to keep things in balance until it has to give up and then things go haywire. Yeah. So it's good that you noticed uh, that you were... You had control over your emotions. I would say the day that, that that was maybe a little bit off was the first fasting day. So just to describe it to everybody, we would fast from Friday night after dinner. So let's say 6.37 o'clock, maybe 8 o'clock on Friday, we'd get a snack in there before we'd stop. And then the, the very first fast was nothing but water and tea. So we would wake up Saturday morning, um, have tea, 
uh, I don't think we were allowed lemon water. No lemon water, water at the first one. Yeah. Just water and tea. And we would have that all the way until noon on Sunday when we were allowed to have soup. So it was like a 36 or 40 hour fast that we would do. I was panicking a little bit. So I planned to lay on the couch Mm -hmm. and do Jack uh, Mm -hmm. and watch movies. But um, that was the the only day that I felt a little bit emotionally unstable was that long fast. So Friday or sorry, Saturday afternoon, I was starting to lose my crap a little bit. Yeah, we don't normally go that long without food at this day and age. Right. So I kind of did want to conserve energy too. I didn't want to do too much in case I got really hungry. But honestly, that's why we say go in with a positive attitude. A lot of cultures and religions use fasting, and it's a very powerful tool uh, to really connect and hear hear what's going on and what you need to hear. So uh, you have to just embrace it. And I, that's what I, one of my biggest takeaways from this fast or detox was the fasting that. Because uh, I was like, there's, I've never got missed a meal, like never. <laughs> uh, if I no, you you were like the the mom that planned. Like if yeah, we were going to the grocery snacks. store, there was a snack for the kids. If we yeah. were driving into the city for something, we would have a meal and a cooler and and all that. Yeah, I plan ahead. I always plan ahead. So where will we be eating? What will we have? So I I just always like thinking about food. So I was proud of myself. <laughs> I know we have someone that thinks that's crazy when someone's proud of themselves. I think it's okay to be proud of yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was more for real surprised. accomplishments. I was really surprised at myself that I did a fast, and I know I could do better in the future because I saw the benefit of it. But yeah. that was pretty cool, and I am going to continue to use fasting because I saw how powerful it was to uh, tap into my own energy that I've got stored. And when you fast, uh, it releases adrenaline. It's, so fasting mimics exercise. And it re- uh, you re- uh, release adrenaline, and that opens fat cells, and that's how uh, energy is released, so we can run on our own energy. And when I was running on my own energy, I just hit a stride, and I felt amazing. Yeah, no, I, I the first one was a bit rough for me. The second one, I believe we were allowed bone broth, um, and that made it a lot better. Um, chia seeds help. Chia seeds. People don't up. think a, a teaspoon of tea, chia seeds. <laughs> it really, when you haven't eaten in 14 hours or 18 hours, it fills a bit of a gap in there. It's delicious. <laughs> for sure. They're a little weird. They're kind of like those... Tapioca balls. Uh, yeah, something. those Chinese uh, tapioca teas or bubble teas. Like yeah. it's weird drinking water that has those little um, <laughs> chunks. Uh, chunks floating inside of yeah, them. Yeah, you but get there's used not much to it. Of, there's not much of a flavor to them at all. No, no. But so they they, they were really good. Um, yeah. Then so second fast we were allowed, second third and fourth fast we were all allowed broth in there and tea. Uh, so they got a little bit easier. I think I'm going to continue doing them. Like I'm going to move them from Saturdays. I will do them Sundays. I'll do Saturday night from whenever, you know, the fights are over Mm -hmm. until uh, uh, Monday morning. Um, And I'll get up and have a good breakfast on Monday morning. I think everyone who has a little too much pizza or a heavy carb meal, Chinese food or something, one night should absolutely fast beyond that 12-hour fast that I talk about that we all should do. It should go carry you into lunch or maybe even dinner. Uh, if there's a hangover situation, then you've got to get your blood sugar back under control and should probably have a good balanced breakfast. But if it's just overdoing it and indulging, fasting, uh, I would uh, talk to someone who really knows about fasting and doing it properly. It's a great tool because you're getting leaner when you're fasting. Yeah. But what you don't want to do is overdo fasting thinking, oh, if I'm getting leaner and burning energy, I can fast three days or whatever. Every, every, uh, no, you've got to be careful because if you have, you you release adrenaline. So you don't want to fatigue uh, your adrenals your and, plans, and get yeah. too, too much. Then it's too much cortisol at this point. So these are these hormones coming into play and working against you. So fasting is great in the right amount. And I think there's there's people that do long fasts 
purposefully, yeah. um, but they're well planned yeah. out, right? The amount of energy, how much fluid you got to take in, um, and they work up to them. You don't start yeah. with a two or three day fast. You you start with a 12. Yeah. And that was important too. We did that throughout the entire uh, 28 days. We've sort of been doing it for a while, but doing a 12 or a 14 hour fast each yeah, day. it's important. And trying to just eat in those areas or times when we're active, right? Get up in the morning, break yeah. your fast, and then um, head out for your day. And when your day is done, the biggest activity level, six, seven o'clock, shut mm-hmm. yourself down and just don't. And it actually yeah. becomes really easy when you're eating good food. Trying to fast yeah. when your body is starving for carbs because you're a carboholic, I think, would well, be challenging. If you've ate processed foods, it's a lot harder because when you eat processed foods or what they call highly palatable, which you get in prepared foods where it's got the that bliss point. effect. Yeah, right amount of fat, sugar, and salt. It uh, The minute you actually look at it and start thinking of eating it, you're starting to salivate. You're starting to release insulin because your body's preparing for what's about to come. So uh, uh, the body can sense what kind of food is, is being consumed and highly palatable foods send out a huge insulin response. So what happens... You, you, when, sorry, you were yeah. saying that even when you see it on TV, yeah. it sets off those yeah. um, responders. That's yeah, the, you start releasing insulin because your brain doesn't know it's not actually in front of you. It's just sending a message. Your eyes are sending a message to your brain that there's a burger right there. So marketers know about this. Media knows about this. And uh, it gets you wanting that. I'm salivating thinking about it. <laughs> well, it works on our boy, right? Yeah. That he he sees, he something, sees something online or on a TV commercial, and he'll literally walk up to us two minutes later, and he's like, I feel like a burger. I'm yeah. like, just get yeah. you saw it on TV. So we're, we've got to be careful um, with that. So insulin uh, is a lifesaver. It actually helps us build muscle, too, it shuttles glucose into the muscle so it's not all bad but we don't want to create these high with this highly palatable processed food right because every bite tastes delicious because insulin's out there to rescue those nutrients and glucose gets it put away in the fat cells the next bite tastes great because you're hungry hunger like the chia seeds taste great because i was hungry right so everything tastes pavlov says you could have put dirt in the water probably would have tasted good on that first fast well yeah that's what pavlov said in his observations was uh the best sauce is hunger so you can anything taste good with hunger it's funny you're talking about the tv and how you react and and it's all part of that holistic look at your life so what are is going in your ears what is going in your eyes you know what Everything around you affects you, right? The, yeah. the electronics, the TVs, the commercials, the type of shows that you watch, mm-hmm. those all feed into your life. And I know it was a big change for me probably two or three years ago when I really stopped watching TV. It's rare that I watch any network TVs. Yeah. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts and uh, do some Netflix documentaries or the odd movie or comedy show or something like that. But yeah, I really so focused better. on what's going inside my head, mm-hmm. which I didn't do for most of my life. No. And that's part of this restorative detox too. It's it's digital detox. Are you, um, what are you exposing yourself to uh, all the time? So getting out in nature, uh, if it were summer here, or at least not as cold as it is, earthing would have been on that. It's mm. about getting in and getting your feet on unsealed concrete or earth. Uh, because it has a grounding effect. We're always connected. There's Wi-Fi. I don't know about electromagnetic fields and how, all how they work. I just know we need to get outside and get around yeah. running water and mountains because <clears throat> it all counteracts all this um, positive ions that, that we're exposed to all the time. Well, we know we're, we're a camping family, so we try to get out three or four times at least every summer and just spend time walking in the woods, you know, yeah. climbing mountains, doing hikes, being in the rivers and the lakes in Alberta, um, and, and really digging in. Mm-hmm. And we come back revived. Yeah. Like, it's a big difference. Yeah, even our son, who's uh, he, spent, he honestly spends too much time on his electronics, and that's a problem uh, that we've maybe we've got to get in, into, but... 
nonetheless, walking in the forest, he I notice he feels good too. He says we need to do this more, and yeah. and we all agree that so we do, and everyone needs to get out more. Uh, that's why the blue zones. Um, Airdrie wants to become a, another blue zone. We want to be the next blue zone. So Did that's you know like that? the the people with longevity of health. Mm-hmm. You know, people are living to a hundred or hundred and five in a healthy state. Yeah, well, ca- where cardiovascular disease is non-existent and cancers are low, mm. and yeah, like they're just healthy people that l- live a decent life. Like they don't, they're not um, super ancient, but uh, they just. Have a long health span. We could live to be 80, 100, but maybe 20 of those years were sick and on medication and barely moving. Well, what scares me is people our age that are already sick. So we're in our mid 40s and we see people having heart attacks, high cholesterol. They, you know, they can't digest food. They have heartburn all the time. They don't have energy. They're grumpy. They're hard to be around. That's a good percentage of the population yeah it's it's just the product of our modern day world like um they're just eating food that's available to them and and it's a stressful world um i i have the advantage and you have the advantage because i'm i'm i study it and this is what i do and i'm actually very interested in aging well so luckily that i can this is what i preach to everyone in the house and so we but most people don't hear this in my uh consulting practice a lot of the stuff i say i hear uh people reply like why doesn't anyone tell me this or why don't i know this and and where would they learn it unless they went to school and and that's one thing that we really wanted to dig into because throughout my life, I've had some really, really good coaches, one of them being David Lee from Toshido uh, mm-hmm. in Kelowna or BC Ontario Martial Arts Academy. Um, I've had some friends in the medical industry uh, that uh, were good for me in my life. And I have one particular coach from when I was grade five or six, uh, Mr. Iwanis. He was our, our school teacher yeah. and coach. And, and I talk about him a lot because yeah. I look back over my life and those were always the big changes, like Mystery Wannis took me from uh, an average kid to really not a track star, but I was competing hard and beating people, and mm-hmm. and my my game really stepped up from just literally one school year, not even the whole school year. It was a the you know the the fall when we get back to school, we really dug in and then started hitting track meets, and I was killing it back then. Yeah. But the value of a good coach, like how much reading would uh, the average person have to do, and I know the answer to this, <laughs> to be able to understand what's going to work well for their body and how do they evaluate that on their own while they're raising kids and, and taking care of their house and having their jobs. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a big task to take on. So you yeah. being technically a consultant, but that's what you are as a coach, um, what's the value of coaching? Well, uh, let me, I recall Bill Gates actually did a TED Talk and he started off with saying everybody needs a coach. Mm. And uh, he just kind of went on to say that the most successful, or I think he said the the highest achieving or just high high functioning people in business and athletes all have coaches right but the uh, there's a majority that don't so he saw the benefit in that and so he talked about that so there's coaches there's mentors there's consultants so there's a different and I'm kind of all of them so a coach typically doesn't tell you what to do in a sort of a life life situation or um, nutrition and different things. The coaches kind of ask the right questions to get you to come to solve your own problem. Right. And then mentors typically are uh, will teach you how to get there and give you resources like this is what you do to get here. Go and, read this. Watch yeah, this video. Talk yeah, to this person. This is the education you might need. So it's always good to have a mentor in business. And 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 and, and I'm kind of that. I have to walk the walk and talk the talk and be a mentor to my kids and. And then a consultant typically sees problems, sees fixes, helps you implement them, and uh, kind of tells you what to do and navigates you through it. Right. 
So um, I'm kind of all of those things for someone. And why people need that is, yeah, like you said, everyone's busy. So a lot of people don't mind. They really like taking an interest in their health and they'll get down the rabbit hole on the web and hear from people and then they have to sort through it and it can kind of get all confusing and then they can come up with what they think it is and and go with what they best have figured it out. But a coach uh, looks at things from a different vantage point. A coach stands up and he watches from the, he or she watches from the lines and, and can see it from a whole different vantage point. So it speaks into it uh, because when you're in it, living it, it's... Uh, you think you're doing fine or you can't see what's happening, the roadblocks, the obstacles, but a coach can see something coming. Well, and, and I, I wrote down the note SEO because when you're trying to search up health and fitness and diet and stuff like that, there's a lot of stuff, really, really good writers out there that are write about being keto mm-hmm. and not that keto is bad, but it might not be the right thing for you. And who's going to evaluate that for mm-hmm. you, right? Who's going to lead you down that path? And are you going to end up just eating uh, keto crackers and cauliflower to, you know, I don't think cauliflower is allowed <laughs> on the keto yeah. list, but yeah. you know, what are you going to end up doing? where if you have a coach and you want to do keto, they can really dig in, show you, you know, recipes and times of the day to eat and the right time to put the fats in. And Yeah, exactly. When a friend tell, when a friend drops a bunch of weights looking good and they say, you have to do this, it's pretty compelling that you're going to go and try this keto thing. And it's, People that have been doing this ketogenic diet for years are are really miffed at the people doing it now, but I think it's fine. People are taking an interest in their health. They're uh, eating better because on a ketogenic diet, you have to eat uh, good quality food uh, for the most part. So I think that's on the upswing. People start changing their food unless they think it's a bacon and sausage diet but <laughs> and some people do yeah so it, it, it these things can be done improperly so as a consultant I can um, I've done the research I've lived it or um, or I can uh, find out but I can help someone navigate through this murky water, yeah. just like you said. It may not be for them. So, do you? Did you know? So, so I can do some did you knows yeah. and uh, and pose questions like get them to come to their own conclusion rather than I don't have all the answers. So all I can present is this is what happens and this is what's happening and and they can kind of come to their own conclusion. So I don't tell someone what style of eating they should do, but we can definitely have a different vantage point and come up with it. Yeah. the uh, As everyone knows, we had uh, Nicole's boss on, Bruce Sweeney, the founder mm-hmm. of uh, Simply for Life a while ago. And uh, he was a great guest, had lots of good information inside there. But he spent a lot of years putting together these programs yeah. and testing them or um, yeah. finding out where they're being tested. A lot of research and development went into this. This wasn't just some bodybuilder no. dude slapping together what worked for him. No, uh, he goes to... he's. He goes to every conference. He's uh, he educates himself, and he has mentors like Dr. Weil and and Tony Robbins. Like he goes to the top. He uh, he yeah. He doesn't just make this stuff up. It, he's simply for life. From what I'm seeing, was even of the old stuff with old branding I'm seeing around the office. It was very ahead of their time. Like vitamin D three with K two. People still don't really understand that importance of all that and and uh so what is the importance of that well i don't want to jump around to do many too many different things but if someone's taking vitamin d which they should in this climate and we don't we only get vitamin d3 when the sun is shining on our skin pretty much in alberta we never show skin yeah <laughs> even roofers i think in alberta are very very not, don't really reach the serum levels they should so with that said Every mainstream doctor even knows, take vitamin D. We need it. So when you take vitamin D, it helps you take up calcium in the diet, like in the intestines, and and uh, it can land up in arteries and harden, Mm -hmm. and it can land up in soft tissues and different things. So what what they've discovered is this vitamin K2, which is a bacterial culture. It's a fermentation from a natto bean, typically. 
is uh, directs the calcium to the bones mm. to keep it out of the arteries. It removes arterial c- calcium. Wow. Because people are taking 5,000, 10,000 IUs of vitamin D a day, which I, I can't say if that's good or bad. I th- we wouldn't know if unless they got tested, but I don't think there's any vitamin D toxicity that I know of. Maybe one case in all the world. But um, so, so it's safe, but what is the downside is they're finding arteries are hardening and calcifying and different things. So uh, just of, as of people late. that are taking high levels of vitamin D. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just in this last couple years, people, well, year, I think people are just now mainstream hearing about K2, but Simply for Life is, knows it's important. So he knew of this. Uh, Way back in the day. Yeah, and uh, quite a few things. And he was talking about glycemic index and sugar is the problem, not saturated fat. But um, that's a whole other subject to get on. (laughs) But yeah, he's far ahead of his time. And uh, Simply for Life programs are not just uh, us making stuff up. Yeah, and a really good guy. Mm-hmm. And the energy store is for sale. So anyone that is looking yes. to purchase a really good business with some good consultants in place, go check out Simply for Life. Get yeah. a hold of Bruce Sweeney uh, and tell him we sent you. Yeah. It, uh, there's a bird dog in it for <laughs> us. So we'll put it all towards advertising. Yeah, it's a great franchise. They're well known in the East. So you can, uh, the, it's a flagship store, they call it, because it's sort of their model. Airdrie is the model of what they'd like it to be. It's beautiful, everyone loves it when they come in and see yeah. especially past clients from the old old location they just think it's beautiful so you guys have lots of uh good healthy uh foods and snacks in there some grass-fed beef some uh organic chicken yeah well we're looking for organic producers uh we just have beef at the moment but we are looking yeah so uh i mean that that'll come but what we do have is products with safe ingredients because just we do have they're in packets yes they're processed i call them semi processed because and they're yes they're a little more expensive but it's the quality of ingredients that went in them so if you want something for 99 cents for a pound of it <laughs> it's going to have really low quality oils and and preservatives because they can make that by the boatloads for Cheap. cheap so cheap, cheap. Yeah. the packaging is typically more worth more than the, the stuff inside the so inside. again oh, that's the reason that's so gross. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's the reason for the we have to do these ex take detoxes because um we're assaulted by all these stuff the stuff that were sold in the grocery stores so the market has some better for you things i would imagine this detox for people like us that you know, it's only been the last few years that we've really been concentrating about our health. Not that we were horrible before, <laughs> but we've really dug in and, and committed to, you know, living healthier, better lives, eating better food, um, looking at that longevity kind of yeah. um, process. Like, how do I get to be 90 and healthy? Mm-hmm. Um, this is what this detox is really designed for is people that are, you know, they're getting to a point where like, we need to do something different. We've done 20 years or 25 years of, of crap eating, or maybe not even bad eating, but not the best eating. Yeah. They're not feeling their best. I have a, a, a client that I just finished up with tonight. She just finished it. She's got one more day left and that's tomorrow, but she, uh, reported, uh, feeling less bloated, no gas, no bloating, uh, less tired, not when she needs to be tired. She's tired when she doesn't need to be tired. She's not. So she got more energy. She's happier. And she dropped 10 pounds. Uh, She was super excited about that because when she was bloated, gassy, and tired and unhappy, she was feeling a little desperate or hopeless, you should say. So it came at the right time. She's glad she did it. And it's propelling her to lose the the next 10 pounds that she wants to lose. And she has the tools to do it because the detox taught us uh, what it takes. So she can do that. So a couple of things that we've done differently lately is also the no alcohol. Yeah. And that was one of my cheats. I had a podcast guest that bought me a bottle of rum <laughs> and I wasn't going to be rude. So I had, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't drink the whole bottle, but I, I had a glass of rum while he was here. But we've been pretty much alcohol free for, you know, you 
100% alcohol free for about six months. Yeah, after the summer, so August. Yeah, I oh, just no. learned it's just no good. Right. Yeah. And then uh, I really reduced it to like maybe a couple of drinks per month. Mm-hmm. Like there's almost nothing going yeah, in there. Yeah, that's probably... A, I heard there's no safe level of alcohol, but different different professionals and yeah experts will ag- agree or disagree. But I learned there is no safe amount. And what I know of our body and all uh, what the happens biology. in it with that and what the liver has to go through. So sure, it can keep blood a little thin and the cardiovascular doctors are happy. But uh, what I know, it's just not worth it. And you, it it messes with your emotions. So you feel guilty, you feel sad, and you crave carbohydrates. And it's just, uh, you're not fully thinking. That's the truth. Because after a night of drinking, even if it's three or four, I wake up the next day and all I can think about is mm-hmm. just like burgers and pizza and, and Easily, uh, yeah, like highly the, processed foods yeah uh, chinese food buffets yeah <laughs> it's a it's a again it's whacked out our hormones because we have we're low blood sugar so that's what i was saying if you have a a hangover situation you don't want to fast through right, that right. you need to get your blood sugar balanced so that's what our body is there it's crying out for balancing and we just we have low blood sugar at this point and just need processed food fast yeah. mickey d's yeah it's so good i don't know why they i mean well i know well, why it's the yeah. dorito effect they've got it all figured out <laughs> that exactly bliss point. yeah exactly the um so what was what else were we going to talk about in the detox we did 28 days we did one day of fasting every week we did the um uh, 12 hours of fasting every day. Uh, I think the other big part of this is placement of carbs, mm-hmm. right? So when we get our carbs and how many we should have per day, and, and that's what I've been focusing on. So I used to be really calorie-focused and just making sure, and that worked okay. Mm-hmm. It was a, a big part before the detox that brought me from 208 down to about 198, 197, um, was just focusing on carbs. Or no, sorry, focusing on calories. And then when I decided to focus on carbs with this diet, it was huge, hugely different. Like it literally was melting off me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that someone, I don't want to advocate someone counting calories, but it doesn't hurt to plug it in an app and get a good idea of just what a, a normal amount of calories looks like. So when you go to the restaurant and you see one meal is... Uh, 2,000 calories or even 1,500 or 1,000. That's outrageous. Right. So it doesn't hurt to have an idea. And then it also, if it's really important to know how much carbohydrates we actually need and how much we do take in and, and have a look. Because if someone's carb aware, you don't have to be ketogenic, yeah. be aware of carbs and uh, the quality, different qualities and... Uh, it the weight will melt off. I'm giving away the secret here. It's it's so simple. It's not easy, as I tell people, but it's so simple. Yeah, the formula is easy. The yeah. work is not having control over the carbohydrates. So, but they have such a hold on people. It's an addiction, and the brain will take us there when we're feeling down because the brain it's this sort of archaic system that wants you not feeling down so plus it's that dopamine rush we get when we eat it and the it has us coming back for more the um I just lost my train of thought. Yeah. We were talking about uh, the carbs and when we were eating them and the, the good type of carbs yeah. to have. So the formula that I got from you was um, to be around 100 carbohydrates per day. And so I kind of went, you know, from 110 to 80 was kind of my low. And, you know, a day that I had a bit of a cheat would be 120. But you take your total carbs and subtract the fiber and that gives you your net carbs for Mm -hmm. the day yeah we don't digest that fiber so don't count it so the larger you could eat more carbs when they come uh naturally with some good fiber you can get a lot more of it into you having um different kinds of breads and stuff like that are not that beneficial but we had uh chickpea pasta for the Mm -hmm. first time my kids loved it um, I don't know. Did you have any of it? Yeah, I had some. It had a lot of cheese on it, so I'm yeah. watching the dairy, but I did taste it. It's good. 
Yeah, we had a little bit of monster cheese on it, but uh, I loved it. I liked it better than than regular pasta. Oh, good. The um, the I don't want to throw any names out there, but they're like the Catellis and and those. I don't feel great after I eat that. Yeah, well, it's refined and it's um, can bloat people because the sugar, if, especially if you're having. Uh, wheat pasta with meat sauce, which is pretty typical. Yeah. Well, that carbohydrate has to sit in the stomach for hours while the protein's digesting. So it tends to start fermenting and people start getting bloaty if they're, uh, but all nonetheless, if you're having just pasta without fat or meat sauce, then it's a quick sugar release into the blood and then we get a low blood sugar right. happening. So that's the best way to know if you don't feel great after eating that you have to look at what you're eating because we shouldn't have symptoms after eating like sleepiness or bloating or gas uh we really shouldn't so that's an indication the style of eating has to change i think so many people probably feel like crap and they don't even notice it because they felt like crap for so long that uh once like i noticed once we started maybe six months ago, end of summer, when we were kind of more focused on our health a little bit more. That was my highest weight point. I was 208 or 209 at that time. Um, I didn't feel bad. Mm-hmm. But when I started eating good, I was like, oh, this feels way better than I did last week. And then again and again, it would get better and better yeah. and better. I don't think people understand how bad they feel. We just have this ability to adapt and go, oh, this is, this is normal. normal. Yeah, you don't notice it until you clean things up. Get and then go off the wagon, have (laughs) some 14 cookies, yeah. And then it's like, oh, this feeling's horrible. So, I like that when that happens, it's kind of a a reminder that that's not where you want to go back down that hole. And honestly, I remember sitting on the couch by myself and I was like, one cookie that's not really cheating, it was well within Mm -hmm. my carb rate, my calories, everything like that. And then the craving hit me after I got through that first cooking. I'm like, okay, just one more. Okay, just one more. And then and I like, I was feeling guilty with every single bite well, after don't. about three or four cookies. I should. I absolutely yeah. should feel like dog crap yeah. when you eat more than four cookies as an adult. We're on a, <laughs> we were doing restorative detox and negative emotions. You don't want those stored in no. the body, but that's insulin at work. Right. Insulin comes in. It's highly palatable, highly sugar. It comes and gets that sugar out of the blood. Right. It's dangerous to have high blood sugar. Yeah. So what happens when you're low blood sugar? You get hungry. Yeah. So uh, that's that cycle. Insulin saves the day, gets some cells to take some glucose in. <laughs> it's been knocking on all the doors and delivered it. Now we have another cookie, another bite. Insulin's like, holy frig, man. <laughs> How do I clear this mess No one's going to take I'm this. I'm not a bulldozer. Yeah, so that's kind of how you can imagine how insulin works. You imagine your pancreas. It's sitting there, doot, 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 and then, oh, sugar. So it pumps it out. pound of so sugar. Imagine, <laughs> yeah. So insulin is this delivery truck grabbing all the sugar. Come on, guys, load them up. And now he's trying to find cells that will take this. Right. And our muscle cells have glycogen and our liver has some glycogen it's easy access to energy we walk around with we use it up with exercise and whatnot but our those muscle cells don't want any more if you didn't just have a big workout and you don't aren't re, don't need to replenish yeah. which we didn't that day you probably so it goes to the fat cells yeah. it just gets put there it's locked up and it's harder to access once it's put away so now we're craving we're in a low blood sugar situation it's insulin's just scoop that out yeah. and we become insulin resistant so we the cells stop answering that ups truck right full of Sugar. We're not doing it anymore. Throw our hands up in We're the air. We're done. Screw so that's this. so that a real a diabetics if they notice darkening of skin at the back of their neck, the the sugar is literally being sent into the skin because the cells will not take it anymore. And when that's your ab- crazy, yeah, when your ab cells stop taking it, that's is a that problem. like the dying like when their their toes die and they have to cut it like that really bad diabetics. Is that the same thing? Well, the neuropathy, I think it's just sugar in the blood is dangerous and it will fizzle the, I, someone could correct me on this, but I think it kind of fizzles out the nerves, like it's damaging yeah. to the nerves yeah. because the sugar's been in the blood too long because the cells are not taking it. Do you think, so I, 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 
kind of put this in my head, and we've already had kids, so it's it's too late to change that now. But you know, I come from a family that didn't take very good care of itself um, throughout their lives, and so I'm born of that family. So I have those genetics of those people. Yeah. And then I sort of ate that way when I was younger. Did lots of alcohol, fast food. You know, starving myself. Or not fasting, but um, um, feasting, and uh, you know, just never yeah. really treating my smoking, uh, all that stuff, not treating my body well. Yeah, we've been doing that, like you said, from the fifties. So overall, our bodies are not going to adapt well to the food that the the normal diet that people are eating now, because you know, the first people in the fifties that got the canned food, there was like, oh, it's not so bad. You know, we have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Then the, maybe the sixties or seventies. The families are having a little bit more of it. So the bodies are getting a little bit weaker. They're not building as good as cells. They're not growing and strengthening themselves. So now we get whatever five generations deep. Our bodies have been struggling. So the people that made us were struggling. So now our bodies get put together with crappy cells. (laughs) And uh, that's got a just kind of compounding interest, right? Well, that's kind of what I was saying is our body has natural detoxes, but it just gets this toxic load. And yes, if mom, while she's carrying a baby, isn't fully nourished, uh, baby's going to take what they it needs, but it's going to code the DNA based on mom's condition. So, yeah. yes, if the pancreas is pumping out insulin like crazy, we're probably going to, uh, because there be diabetic or pre-diabetic, the baby's pancreas uh, might have some defective beta cells that are I- pumping out insulin. So, right. um or if mom didn't have much of an appetite or didn't eat, uh, the baby's th- thyroid and metabolism will be coded for famine. So it'll be born with a very slow metabolism because ener- food's scarce. So keep the energy running this body low. Don't grow a lot of hair. Just keep it mm. low. So, um, yeah, we're... You can either be built out of a shallow pool of nutrients or a deep pool of nutrients. Yeah. And if you're built out of canned food, you're basically a canned gonna person. Be, yeah, you're just not going to be resilient. So you'll be open to more disease. Yeah. And it's just the environment that we live in, too lots of pollution. And but all that's know. compounded on the fact that your cells got put together from people who poorly fed themselves and then you got poorly fed and then you have more pollution then you have more stress you have more so how are we even living right right (laughs) i think it's because the dna is constantly splitting and rebuilding so that there's it's it's not that we're we have the same uh dna that we're born with it it's constantly ever changing so that's the beauty of it i guess in our design we're designed knowing that we have to refresh that was kind of my point is that we you know we're probably more susceptible to disease now than we any disease uh, all the food related health related diseases more susceptible to it now but the good news is like you said they they split and rebuild so it's a seven years from being sick tired and out of shape to being a completely new yeah. person yeah, right you have that you can change. Yeah, exactly. That once you just start doing it one step at a time and moving in the direction, um, I know I hear stories not about specific people, about just about people in the program at Simply for Life and how they make these changes and how you coach them through it. It's mm-hmm. not like, hey, stop being stupid and cut all the bad stuff out yeah. and just do all the good stuff now because that yeah. is yeah. hard. Yeah, that no, we would have nobody... <laughs> but I, there was some statistics company wide how how many diabetics they helped and got off medication and I see it now too with clients that oh my doctor's lowered my medication even further and I just have to have a ninety day streak of of good blood sugar and I can be off it. So that's heartwarming stories. That's amazing. So yeah, people can change their destiny. Their yeah. health, destiny. And a maximum of seven years. Yeah. Right? Because it all changes in that amount of time. Yeah. That's awesome. Something like that. My son came down to take pictures, so we're <laughs> a little bit distracted. He's going to be a professional photographer, <laughs> videographer. I don't know what he's going to do know. yet, but uh, yeah. it's really good. So 
Coaching, super, super important. You're, you're never going to be an Olympic track star without a good track coach. You're mm-hmm. never going to be a heavyweight boxer uh, champion or an MMA champion without having a good coach in your corner. Mm-hmm. And so why would nutrition be any different? Yeah, it's not. And businesses actually uh, start prospering too when they get a consultant in yeah. and a good business coach and mentors. That's why they network. Uh, it's important to do uh, whatever industry you're in. So, uh, And we tend to put ourselves last. So if someone owns a business or runs a business, they'll have no qualms typically hiring a consultant to come fix things. If their son or daughter needs some tutoring in school, they don't hesitate. They get a tutor or coach or mentor or teacher. Right. Um, I can sports. If you need to brush up on your sports skills, you get some extra coaching. Why not? Why do we put our, we don't think of ourselves. A lot of us are like, why do I need help or whatever? And that's what a coach and a mentor and a, consultant show you right what how you can do better and there's some accountability in there right when you when you have to show up and weigh in in front of the person that you're paying to take care of you or help you uh take care of yourself um that you know if you're showing up seven pounds heavier that's you know you you feel pretty stupid doing something yeah and and there's no judgment with that but uh, accountability is probably the top thing because we're typically they're all adults. We're all adults. We can do whatever we want. Right. No one's telling us. So when you, if you can't parent yourself, which we have to do sometimes, no, there's food at home. I don't need to stop at the drive-through. You have to talk to yourself sometimes, like we talk to our kids. No, um, you don't need another piece of cake. Or yeah. so you have to tell yourself that. But also, you're right. The accountability part, because you're an adult, you. And you're, we speak, we get hit with the wallet. So if we've hired someone to do a job, also there's some accountability on my part too. Right. Yeah. So I have a job to do. So it's not that you're doing it alone now. You have a co-pilot. Right. Ultimately, if the person who hires me drives the ship, they can do what they want, and I'm not with them 24 seven. That's the joy of being an adult, right? <laughs> you can choose to eat 15 cookies. Yeah. But you also you know you're old enough to know that you shouldn't be yeah. doing it. So tell yourself, no more cookies. Put them up high and just don't buy them. Just don't just buy the <laughs> damn <our> cookies. <laughs> don't bring them in. <laughs> So yeah, you 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 said something in there, and it's deserve. I that word drives me up the wall because mm-hmm. everyone's like, "Oh, I deserve to have a couple beers after work. I deserve to have a pizza. I des- you deserve to have a healthy body that lives yeah. for a long time." And not saying that you can't have a couple of beers, you can't have a pizza, but that I deserve turns into yeah. uh, more than once a month yeah. or a couple times a year. It turns into a couple times a week or a couple yeah. times a day. Yeah. Oh, I had a Where really good business meeting. I'm going to go get a um, you know a, a double double at at Tim's. Well, that's a 400 calories of nothing but sugar and and fake cream right like it's it's the deserve should be something of real value yeah i think you should own it if you want a double double know it's going to create a huge insulin response and it will be stored as fat so uh, quite likely on the average person so just know that own it smile at that memory enjoy the coffee but don't it's not you don't need it you don't deserve it you just want it right so have it but there's some truth in that right i just want it. you just want it so sometimes one of the strategies i just talked to my uh, people i work with is don't tell yourself no because when we tell ourselves no we typically want it even more so it's just not right now i can go out later And then you can have that inner dialogue all the way home. Well, I won't want to go out. Well, whatever. But then you're home and you're fine. Right. So just tell yourself, not right now. I can have that later. Just like if I think everyone should typically with, if you don't have blood sugar problems, uh, fast for 12 hours. For the first 12 hours of the day, we're meant to eat. And then the next 12 hours, we're meant to not eat. And we're meant to get leaner and use up our stored energy. Now I know, and this shift workers have a whole thing too, that that's another subject, but I work with shift workers too. We have a, we'll be having a good shift worker program Yeah. pretty soon. We're just working on the finishing touches. 
But um, yeah, so just uh, tell yourself, uh, not now. So during that fast, uh, when people want to eat at night, yeah, don't tell yourself no. Just say that, I'll have that tomorrow. Maybe that'll be part of my breakfast. I was reading a study a while ago about um, uh, uh, fit people or healthy looking people or actual healthy, not healthy looking, healthy people um, get bigger promotions, move up the ladder faster, have more success in business Mm -hmm. and and in their job. And uh, it sort of makes sense, right? When somebody is looking good and feeling good and they're emotionally stable, they make better decisions. This is all part of that holistic um, response, yeah. right? When you when you take care of your body, um, you can your body can take care of everything else that has to be done. Well, yeah, you get along better with coworkers, you have less sick days, you're just uh, more energetic. Uh, health and safety is very important. I, I see that in job in job uh, position openings or ads saying, you know, a healthy lifestyle or something, uh, or that the company promotes health and wellness and likes healthy lifestyle. So that's telling me that they want someone who's who's healthy because they know it costs them less. I I, uh, I don't know if it was the same article or if it was a separate one, but there, I think it was in Singapore. If you're a non-smoker, you get six extra vacation days a year. Six. You get yeah. an extra week and awesome. a bit um, a year if you're a non-smoker. That's yeah. insane. Like, yeah. who would make the decision to give up a week's worth of pay? I'm sure yeah. thousands. It would be would. nice to have incentives <laughs> because some people are like, why? My husband will love me anyways. Why if I'm just yeah. chubby? Why am I trying to get this last 10 pounds off? So incentives are nice. I don't know how that would fly here, <laughs> but yeah, to have some incentives, yeah. it would be nice. Too many snowflakes. <laughs> yeah. It's your podcast. I guess you can say what you want. I can say what I want. Nice. Um, uh, we're going to wrap this up pretty soon because uh, yeah, Nicole's gonna... had a, a long day of talking about health and fitness and she's totally bailing me out here. But I want to talk about doing the hard stuff. So um, a lot of people don't want to feel pressure or challenges. And I think that is the kind of golden ticket in life if you're not doing the hard stuff like fasting or you know maybe you don't have to fast for 40 hours maybe fast one of your bad habits for a month Mm -hmm. right take 21 or 28 days or 30 days and say i'm not going to have any carbonated drinks Mm-hmm. something simple like that yeah. and and fight through that and once you have i know i talk about jordan peterson a lot but he says when you get up in the morning just make your bed because if you can make your bed now you've started your day with an accomplishment just mm-hmm. do it every single day and start with something small and replace it with something don't just you know quit smoking you know you have to replace the smoking or the pop or the chocolate bars or whatever it is with something yeah. good but uh do the hard stuff in life, right? Yeah, uh, that's right. That's what builds character. Adversity builds character, they say. So there's no harm in, in doing that. That's probably the best thing uh, you can suggest because if someone decides, like for New Year's, I'm going to be better, I'm going to do better, I'm going to eat better, I'm going to exercise, that's a big, this is about the time that they have uh, mental health week because people are very sad because the resol- Christmas wasn't what it was supposed to be. Uh, bills are piling up and rolling in and we haven't done one resolution. So it's just sad right now. Everyone's right. very down. They're imagining the economy is worse than it actually is. Uh, yes, uh, people people are out of work and and that's and that's terrible and I truly hope they'll find work soon but uh, when you set yourself up for failure and uh, it's impossible so you're right take one thing right drink enough water for a week drink two liters of water be proud of yourself <laughs> give yourself a pat on the back yeah. and know that that is a huge accomplishment because most people are walking around dehydrated so you can you're better you can be smug and say, I'm better than many people. Right. Now, and you go on and pick your next thing. Yeah. But don't try to go uh, balls to the walls, gung-ho, and be disappointed in February. Sad. Right. The, um, oh, 
Yeah, Must so. be a long day. <laughs> so yeah, resolutions and, Resol- and that's that's what it was. Yeah. Resolutions that uh, you know, small steps, baby steps. When you say that you're going to do seven different things different this year, yeah. just just pick one to start. Yeah, it's that's what it was. I was talking about, or I, I was thinking about how to create a habit, and they said it takes thirty days to create a habit. So if you can do something for thirty days, one little thing, one little change. That is going to be your new lifestyle, right? And then another one. So, you know, in a matter of 12 months, you can have 12 bad things taken out of your life and 12 Mm -hmm. good things implemented into your life in one year. Like Those those would be pretty massive changes. Yeah, and, and people need something to be proud of. And because we were mad at ourselves a lot, yeah. we talk, we call ourselves names, and we're disappointed in ourselves. And why just say that and do that? So give yourself some things to be happy about, some accomplishments to climb that mountain and and yeah. move on. So setting yourself up for uh, success. Yeah. Do yeah. you guys talk about goal setting, writing down, journaling, yes, every any week. of that? Yeah. Every week they have a goal, and it could be something as simple. We have uh, psyllium fiber, and let me tell you about psyllium fiber. I want to hear it. <laughs> if everyone would take a tablespoon of psyllium fiber from 18 on when we start our fast food jobs and start on this tr- trail of eating, our health care costs, I'm sure, would be a fraction of what they are now. That's how important psyllium fiber is. It's horrible, though. It doesn't taste good. And I know. We had it on our <laughs> detox, and we didn't do it. So, um, well, I did. I took it. I just right. couldn't take it at the snack time. But I do take psyllium fiber. I, I, It's so important. So uh, even if it's that's the goal of the week for the client, is get one tablespoon of psyllium fiber <laughs> in. That's all they have to that's worry about. That's how bad about. it is. That it takes a whole week to get in a teaspoon. Yes. Okay, I, I'm I'm gonna man up it's and bad. I'm gonna do it every day it in February um, and see goal? where we can go. I'll uh, I talk about goals on here all the time, mm-hmm. as you know. I have some really really big goals and I have little goals that I put myself to all the time. And then maybe we'll just finish up with talking a little bit about um, exercise. So while we were on this detox, to, so people know I was eating between fourteen and eighteen hundred calories. Uh, my carbohydrates were between eighty and hundred. Say um, my net carbs were between there, and I was still able to get. Um, I think I would say on average, I was getting three to four good workouts in a week. And I sort of changed in January the way I was doing. We, we read a little bit on Body by Science and listened to Ben Greenfield. And, you know, um, I was doing more heavy lifting and, and uh, hard workouts, really driving myself. And I've sort of backed off a little bit um, and not pushing myself as hard. We don't want um, to start up those inflammatory responses. Yeah. Because again, our goals are longevity of health. It's mm-hmm. not to be big or to look like Brad Pitt or uh, you know a UFC fighter. I want to yeah, look good, just, but the, I, your that's best you, my best me, else, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't need to sculpt my body in any way. I don't need to. I just mm-hmm. need enough activity that there's benefit in it without a lot of um, extra hard work. Yeah. So you had a client. Um, that was doing one of those cardio um, gym exercises. This is what yeah. I was co- sort of getting at, that yeah. they want you in the uh, orange or red for long periods of time. Um, and, and that again, depending on what your goals yeah. are, this, I'm not bashing yeah. on no, these I companies. Like, I like uh, training uh, gyms and coaches that teach zone training. That's yeah. really great. Yeah. So I just make sure... Uh, and they make sure that they're not in the the um, high zone too long, meaning your maximum heart rate where lactic acid is building up. Because at that point, you're not really burning stored energy. Yeah. So yeah, um, there was a client that just changed his zone that he was in more and uh, got results. Right. Pretty good results uh, because when you're in the fat burning zone where you're at about sixty to seventy percent of your maximum heart rate you are in the right um, uh, fat burning zone. Yeah, where oxygen can oxygenate your fat cells and, and you can release your stored energy. But if you're going too high, it's um, too can't, can't 
dip into that fat burning. I know I keep saying this is the last thing we're going to talk about, but <laughs> I, I, I keep coming up with more. Um, so one of the things that, that that I've changed over the last couple of years is being really, really specific in my goals. So not this general, I'm going to be healthy. Because what the hell does healthy it's mean? Or I'm going to be fit. What the hell does yeah. fit mean, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a thousand different definitions yeah. depending on who you are. And that was a big part of um, the start of the book, Body by Science. I can't remember the author's name. Um, ben yeah. Greenfield uh, recommended it. So yeah. we started reading it. But, um, you know, defining what that means to you, like, you know, there, there's these people, and I had a friend recently say, I'm tired of being a fat woman. Mm-hmm. And I went, well, what does that even mean? Like, mm-hmm. there are big people. Like, not everyone is meant to be super, yeah. super tiny. And so what do you mean you're tired of being fat? Are you tired of being tired? Are you tired of not feeling good? Are you tired of not having energy? So being super, super specific in your goals. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that I'm not going to be fat. It's that I, I want to be energy. down five pounds this month. Mm-hmm. And then what are the things I got to do to be down five pounds this month, right? Yeah. Talk to your coach. Get someone in your life that can help guide you through that and then hold you accountable. Yes, that. it's important to have a why. So a little deeper than I just don't want to, I want more energy. Well, why? So this Simon Sinek, or (laughs) I don't know his name, but (laughs) Sinek, Simon Sinek, said know your why, right? right? And uh, it's important. You have to know your why. And that's what a coach is there. And that's when the coaching hat is on and to remind you of your why. Why are you doing this when you want to give up? Uh, Because it... You're t- if you're just tired of being tired, well, let's get deeper. Let's just dig a little deeper. Know your whys. And that's yeah. not just cliche. It's super important. Cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm not going to hold you any longer. I know <laughs> you've had a long day, as have I. Um, yeah. I could probably go on and talk for another oh, two yeah. hours. But uh, yeah, everyone, good. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, we'll thank Nicole for coming out here. We'll put the Simply for Life, Simply for Life stuff up uh when i post this uh on thursday um uh, you know what everyone please like and share our social media share the podcast if you like it uh, i would love to hear from you guys what you want to hear what you don't want to hear what you like what you don't like uh, we've recently bought some equipment and we're going to be going on youtube soon so i'm trying to get all prettied up got my braces in and <laughs> finding a new hairdresser and getting some clothes uh <laughs> Uh, looking for some clothes sponsors. And so we're right at the point now where we're um, we're in a big growth spurt with the podcast and we're super excited for the future. So we'd love to hear from you guys, whatever you got to say. So again, find yourself a good coach. Uh, Simply for Life Canada is an excellent place to start in every area of your life. Um, I wish you all well. Thank you. I think that's all. I can stop talking now. Bye. <laughs> Bye. My ears oh, my. are squeezed.